Hey everybody, welcome back to the Podcast Daily, kicking off another week of training camp. And where else but the Hyatt Place in Grandview, Beautiful. Was Ohio State has now officially checked in to their hotel. Easily the most bizarre tradition for the Ohio State beat is showing up to watch these gentlemen park in this garage over to my right, walk up to the front desk. Some dress up, some make conversation, some wish we weren't here. Most wish we weren't here. <laughs> most wish we weren't here. Some lean into it, some don't. We're going to lean into it and evaluate the best appearances from Hotel Check-In Day 2022. Oh, that's Bill Landis and Jeremy Birmingham. Yeah. I'm Austin Ward, by the way. He's so frazzled by what we've seen here over the last two yeah, hours. Yeah, I forgot my own name. That uh, uh, So, I mean, everybody kind of takes this day from a different perspective, right? There's some guys, the walk-ons always seem to love this day because it's one of the few times all the cameras are pointed at them. Um, <laughs> Uh, Paris Johnson did a nice job today, showing up with a Dwayne Haskins memorial shirt on, essentially. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty cool to see. And then then you have others, uh, uh, Lloyd McFarquhar. Uh, mm. I'm not entirely sure what he was wearing. He looked... Oh, he was wearing a uh, head-to-toe Winnie the Pooh sweatsuit. Yeah, I thought it was a Winnie the Pooh. I wasn't uh, sure if it was Winnie the Pooh or Pokemon or something, but no. it was definitely weird. I think it was Winnie the Pooh. It was, for, it was certainly Winnie the Pooh. And it's quite hot out here, so that's a yeah. bold choice. Those uh, are your favorites? I mean, those are the ones that stood out to me the most. Uh, C.J. Stroud was wearing a Jamison Williams sweatshirt uh, in full Alabama uniform, which was sort of weird. But who well, are we to judge? You don't wear Detroit Lions gear. Why not? He knows how to get the people talking. Honolulu Blue, baby. <laughs> Is that what they call it? Toby Wilson wore a dynamite suit. He looked yeah. like he yeah, he looked like he was prepared for the weather though. That was like a it's like a hot day suit. Yeah, like Miami Vice yeah. style. Yeah, he looked great. I and think, then he took it off immediately. <laughs> I think he was the MVP, so he came back out and he had switched into an Indy five hundred t shirt <laughs> and khaki shorts, trying to fit in with the media. He had a camera around his neck and he was a very interesting subplot. So I went over there and talked to Toby for a while. What are you doing? You fit in very well with us. That's probably not a Something you should aspire to. No, certainly not. He needed to take a picture of Luke Whippler's arrival. And Luke had a, uh, I'm not sure of the brand, Lemon Perfect. I Lemon Perfect. Yeah. Uh, I'm not familiar with it, but now I will be. And many other people will be because of this great product placement. He was just carrying it right there on the side. Very label out. And that was Toby's job. Make sure that you get a photo of Luke Whippler making that money. This was the first uh, NIL check-in. Or I guess maybe last year it could have been two, but... Yeah, there was some uh, some some brand placement going on. Uh, br- frankly, brands that I don't think any of us have ever heard of, but brands nonetheless. Although Taraja Mitchell did have his own personal clothing line, which is quite the flex to just wear stuff that you designed to Camp Move-In Day. That's right. But uh, Denzel Burke and Travion Henderson were repping some company that you were Googling and trying to figure Kane? out what it was. Kane, Kane, yeah, I couldn't, yeah. couldn't find it. Whoever answer. you are, Kane, we are on your side. Kane, I think we're just going to try and help you out for the future. Let's be more specific, not just a white T-shirt with the words Kane on it, because that, to me, resonates with fire and brimstone. That's right. And hellfire and the Brothers of Destruction. <laughs> and I don't think that that's what you were going for. So let's maybe put a phone number on there or a website. <laughs> let's let's let the people understand what on Kane the back, is. Like, on the By back. the way, Kane is a company that specializes. Yeah, so I'm very confused because then I still Googled you and I couldn't find out what you do. And I know if you're getting in business with Travion Henderson and Denzel Burke, it's got to be some business and not WWE Hall of Famers. They do uh, choke slams and tombstone power drivers. <laughs> Okay, well, let's get a death match going yeah. later on. <laughs> this entire day feels like a death match. It was to be a death match. It was, it was hot. But, you know, we're looking ahead, right? Okay, I mean, we're heading off please. into the future. <laughs> Ohio State gets back on the practice field Monday. Their check in is behind them. Mm. They are able to spend, they're, they're going to be way more focused now. No, no distractions of life. 
right? <laughs> they're here. They're like ready to go. What what does Monday bring to the practice field for practice number what four, four right? Number four. Practice number four of the fall camp season brings well, pads. Yeah, and this is when it it's real A because of pads and then B it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. This is the grind of camp now officially starts. You get through the first couple of days of acclimation. Hey, it's fun. You have helmets on, not much else, just running around. And uh, those days are a little bit more feel good. Now you're getting into, okay. There, there's day, Luke right now. We should ask him what Lemon Perfect is. <laughs> Luke, what's Lemon Perfect? <laughs> yeah, come on, come on real quick. It's no big great. deal. This you, is you. Yeah, we'll come give them their money's worth yeah, over here. Yeah. You walked in, you had the label perfectly pointed out. Yes, of course. No, listen, it's marketing one on one right there. Okay. Now, it's a company um, out of Atlanta that I have an idea with, and uh, they're a water based company with Lemon Perfect. There's a, there's a perfect squeeze of lemon in each bottle, and it's a flavored water, really. So, um, I think it's really delicious, actually. I think I'm, I have a case in my room already that I'm going to bring up, so I'm going to be drinking it all camp to keep me hydrated. So, yeah, no, it's a great company. It's actually uh, right over in Giant Eagle, right here on 3rd Street. If you're around Columbus area and want to stop by your stores, Kroger's, they all got it in stock. You're so good at yeah, this. You're pretty yeah. good at this, man. <laughs> I think you figured it out more than anybody else. Listen, I'm trying. I'm trying out here. Listen, I don't play sexy position, so i got to make my money where I can. So, yeah, that's it. All, all right. right. All right, well, get now us we a case it. so we can yeah, try it yeah, on the if show. If you got any pictures, please send them to me. All right, we do. And yeah. we saw your personal photographer, Toby Wilson. And so, yes, no, I tried. Yeah. He got some work. <laughs> he's to do, a rook. Yeah, okay. he's, he, yeah, he has some work to do on the camera. Well, Burn Matt, I think I he's got, got you covered. Right. So. Appreciate cool. it. Thanks. Thanks. Right. Take it easy. Luke Whippler. So, we're oh. learning so many things yeah. on this episode of the podcast daily that uh, we're learning what Winnie the Pooh is. We're learning what Lemon I, Perfect well, you is. You didn't know what Winnie the Pooh I, I didn't, was. I didn't. I never heard of it before. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but so we're talking about back to, to real grind football, yeah. right? Yeah. The, the week ahead. This is what Ryan Day said on on Thursday was by the end of this week, they have to kind of have an idea of how good of a football team they are. Do you think that's possible? Yeah, I do. I, especially with the scrimmage on Saturday. The, and I think maybe that might pertain more to defense. I think it's across the roster, but think about the way that people talk about this defense. It's it's always felt more about like feel and mentality and like sort of how they show up on the field more so than this whatever scheme Jim Knowles decides to throw out there. And like you can't really understand that until you start playing real football. And to this point, they've not played real football. So when yeah. they get the pads on and they live scrimmage and, and I think, yeah, I, do you know exactly what you are by Saturday? Probably not, but I think you have a good idea because you, you better because you only got two more weeks yeah. after that point. Yeah, I feel like coaches more than any and we'll, we'll hear from ryan day on thursday about this i think the way ohio state staff views this is that this continuation from spring that by you by the time you get to that first scrimmage you're pretty much already done dealing with any position battles it seems like it's too quick but i think that's almost the way that ohio state approaches this by the time you get to the next one you know maybe you're working on notre dame specific stuff in that game in that scrimmage uh, you're you're going to pull out probably C.J. Stroud and Travion Henderson and not put them at risk in, in those scrimmages. Um, by the middle of camp, It's you're already starting to think about maintenance in September 3rd at that point. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Ryan Day will no. view it differently this year. But I think Saturday is the big one that they circle. And after that, you're narrowing that focus even more. As you said, that, you know, the toughness and all that stuff is going to continue on. You still have to do it day after day. But, you know, to go hit each other and tackle each other, probably the most important scrimmage that they will have is Saturday to go live. And then the rest of them, you probably don't want to see the full 110 
you know, cracking each other's heads at that point. It's, it's also, I think, super important that you get the depth chart, the battles figured out by the end of this week because it's a brand new defense and there is all this other stuff that needs to be learned and like really drilled down, drilled down Drill. into these into these players. And I think one of the things we ran into the last couple of years with the Ohio State defense was it's they always just seem so confused. And I don't know if it was because they didn't know who was going to be playing that week. I don't know if they, it was because they didn't have any real um, identity as far as what they were doing defensively. But they always just seemed to be completely lost on the field. So, you, do you know what I'm talking about? How many yeah. times last year you'd see guys looking over the sideline going, like... Well, I think to kind of go off Austin's point, like, if they were playing... The schedule was reshuffled and they were playing at Toledo or Arkansas State. Excuse maybe. me. Let's not. I'm sorry. Arkansas. Arkansas Watch State. it, pal. Arkansas State. Um, T.O.L. Maybe there's a the sense of urgency is a little different, but you're playing Notre Dame. Like you have to have to have that figured out. And even last, like Minnesota was a real opener, and they were playing like musical chairs on defense. Like yeah. every question we answered after the game was like, why did you play so many guys? And the <laughs> idea that you could go into a game of that magnitude in the opener and not know who you have is like borderline inexcusable. Right. So like you cannot go into Notre Dame in a similar position on September 3rd. And we've also heard plenty about, you know, the way that the NCAA changed and tweaked the rules for what they were allowed to do during the summer. And obviously that's not full-scale live football either. But when you're talking, Bill, about identifying the guys and making sure that that pecking order that Berm, you brought up, the depth chart and having that, they probably have a much better feel for this, even with a new staff, than in years prior. Now, some of that is because of the amount of veterans that are returning on defense or guys that have actually played a ton of snaps. Uh, maybe there's some element to that for what they got to do in June and July. We'll see. But I, I, I don't think that this team will get past Saturday and be like, man, I don't know who's going to line up at linebacker against Notre Dame. I think that we know who the five are almost certainly going to be if they're healthy in the secondary, those two linebackers that are right over there uh, walking to their car, Steel Chambers and Tommy Eichenberg. I think we know they're going to be out there. And then, you know, maybe you mix and match with if Ty Hamilton's pushing and silver bullet of the day right after we talked about That's him right. on Friday. Um, you know, maybe there's some uncertainty about exactly how that rotation play, you know, plays itself out. But the rest, I don't, I don't think there's any great mystery. I'm just, I'm just, at, you know, sidebarring how funny it is. Like the only photos people will not see from today are Tommy Eichenberg and Steel Chambers because they snuck in a side door and didn't come back out immediately like everyone else. They just come out now. <laughs> and I think that's so appropriate for those two guys. They're very serious about being better and, and leading that linebacker unit to the point where they just have no time for any of this <laughs> other stuff. And I, I just think it's pretty funny. But no shenanigans? No no shenanigans at all from these guys. And, you know, I, I know that Tommy is a, a player that people like to kind of rail against or, or pick on because he struggled at times early in last season when he was still trying to figure things out. But it's very clear right now that Tommy and Steele are the top two linebackers on the depth chart. And so... Everything else at that position, I think, falls behind them over these next couple of days. I think it's interesting that they arrive together. They're in the vehicle together right there, leaving right now. I, if, if some of that chemistry and relationship between those two has built, uh, that's going to go potentially a long way once you're on the field and having to rely on the other, the communication, the trust factor. And I don't think a lot of that existed for the linebacker unit. I don't think I'm breaking any ground there when when two of them quit two of the veterans quit in the first month of the season so if that has developed i think that's noteworthy just just kind of a random observation from a hotel check that's what these days are for though right i mean we're who's the first person here court williams right you're like he was actually here here before before he was here before everyone else he he may have actually been the one responsible for getting this all set up i mean that's just how court is 
And then as you watch everyone, you, you really get a sense for how these guys are handling themselves and what they're preparing for mentally, how they prepare. CJ was the last guy here. Now, it, does that mean anything? No, it doesn't, but it's still funny because everyone, all the media that was here waiting was waiting. Okay, CJ yeah. ever going to show up? And then yeah. he's, you know, literally right at seven o'clock, but I guess. Safety showed up together, right? Wasn't all like the Cam safety? and Josh yeah. and Lathan, I think, were all together, right? Uh, yeah. uh, Ronnie and, and yeah, Lathan Ronnie. And, and Cam Martinez. And I just think it's funny to watch these position groups as, as they really kind of develop their, their own identities. Quarterbacks are kind of aloof. The second person here was Cal McCord, right? So, yes, sir. Um, and then Devin <laughs> Brown showed up somewhere in the middle. Uh, it's just fun to watch how all of these groups play off of one another and play together. And I'm told that Philadelphia natives are very punctual. Is that is that right? I mean, he's from Jersey, but yeah, we'll oh. we'll, we'll loop him in. Sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. People who've been in Philadelphia. Maybe. Uh, I've <laughs> never. Have you ever been to Philadelphia? I've never been there. Uh, I have. I actually loved it. Yeah. Uh, went to you know some soccer games at the link. Uh, I've been to another soccer game in a part of town that wasn't quite as nice. Don't go, don't what, go to Chester. What big cities in America have you not been to? Uh, I've probably been to all of them. Oh, Seattle? I haven't been to just like Seattle. Hmm. Yeah. So I, I've never been to Philly or San Francisco. I think those are the only two like major cities in the country I haven't been to. This is the kind of stuff you can only get. What about Laramie, Wyoming? Uh, no, I heard bad things about the people <laughs> from Laramie, Wyoming. <laughs> Tony and I, Tony Alford and I are just going to have to settle this at some point. Um, Celebrity boxing. Yeah. I've, I've been reading the comments from folks okay. and there is a, believe it or not, a demand for more grab assery <laughs> oh, <there is. laughs> on, on our shows. Okay. I think, think part of this comes from Bill's past, something yeah. he's brought we were to, heavy. to oh, the we've podcast. Been, we've been making Bill too serious? Yeah. We need to lighten Bill up. Well, we can say whatever the hell <laughs> we want. Beautiful. I got a no comment. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just think I want to make sure that people know we're here to have a party, right? We're here to have a good time. Well, you, said, you said you didn't know who Winnie the Pooh was. I, Is that not lighthearted enough? No, I, don't, I mean, I've never heard of Winnie the Pooh. That's, you're just lying now. To the Please join us. Hey, Parker Fleming. He tried to sneak in a girl to hotel check-in. That's, <laughs> we are. No, 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 we're not. It, this is recorded. It's not live. It's good to see you guys. Uh-huh. Happy training camp. Thank you. Hopefully another successful one. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad, I'm glad picture day went well for everybody. It went great. It was, great. It was, it was great. the best. See ya. Uh, um, what was I talking about? We need to uh, we needed to have more grab ass. Yeah, we need more grab assery on the show. That's what I was told. And so I feel like we should find a way. This is what I want you folks out there to do in the world of YouTube and all the other places where you leave comments. Tell us what non Ohio State football stuff you want us to yeah. discuss. Maybe like once a week we'll have like a like grab ass of the week. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> do we have to call it that? Or I don't. We, I don't think so. But can we can we work. Up, we can work up a graphic for that. Um, you know, we just want to keep it light, keep it airy, right? It's, there's a long season ahead of us. Yeah, I thought yeah. the covering hotel check-in was going to be lighthearted enough. Oh no, no, no. We then, need more. But you switched gears from evaluating outfits straight into hardcore football breakdowns. I don't know what. So the I don't know. Is. I don't think you know where to, which. I don't know what I'm out. doing. Okay, I just want to talk about outfits in football. Yeah. Okay. Sounds like a great podcast to me. Yeah. This is the podcast daily, though. Yeah. Well, it's the Monday edition. It's Monday. Everyone it's has a case it's for Mondays. Bill's uh, favorite training camp day of the year: the offensive linemen. We will have some snap judgments about that group. 
we'll let Bill just run the whole thing. I don't even know if we need to be on it. We'll just let Bill talk about the offensive linemen tomorrow uh, or Monday, whatever. I'm getting used to the time <laughs> shift. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't matter. That's Bill Landis. That's Berm. I'm Austin Ward. Thanks for joining us on the podcast daily. We'll see you tomorrow.